0: Write down everything I feel like Well, I don't really ever want to feel like Anything at all Anything at all You call me when you're sipping You only came for weekends I hope I was wrong I hope I was wrong Hello, What's up, you
1: Jen? How are you? I'm doing so good Um... Today is Wednesday when we're recording, and I am taking Thursday, Friday, Monday off. So this is kind of like the start of a long weekend for me, but it's like a little stressed because I'm going on a little uh, mini vacation, so. Totally, and I think you're forgetting that tomorrow is your cumpleaños, Gracias. So exciting. I know. I'm literally. All right. So tomorrow my body stops producing collagen. So yeah, tomorrow Kylie starts dying. According to basically. And you have one month. So enjoy it. Literally.
0: I can't. Kylie (laughs) has a better attitude than I do about it. For whatever reason, I'm really scared of turning 25. Like I'm not into it. What what scares you about turning 25? I don't like the fact that, like, I understand 24 to 26 is technically, like, mid-20s. I don't like the idea of mid-20s specifically because we entered quarantine when I was age 23, and, and then in a month, I turned 25. And same with you. I don't like that. I mean, like, do you just feel like time has gone by? Time has gone by, and just, like, I mean... It's not like you and I have been locked inside indoors for 365 days, which also, wait, Kylie, I just watched the movie 365 days again. was <laughs> so good. So it's not like I can be like, I did nothing. Cause actually I did a lot. Like, you know, both of us moved out West, which we've been wanting to do. I went through heartbreak, a job switch. You went through... A job switch in terms of location. Also, like, you went through, like, a heartbreak as well. And, like, a couple mini heartbreaks along the way, too. It's chill. We've been up to a lot, for sure, during our 24 years on Earth. However, I still just feel like it's weird thinking about how we didn't get to do as much as we would have done. Because months of it were spent being in lockdown. Kylie and I spent a lot of time together for the our beginning, for year's sure. 24. Yeah. It's weird to me that my entire, and same with you, your entire year of 24 was spent in lockdown. And I know everybody has that to some extent, but you know, we are March and April birthdays. So for real, it's like almost like a
1: mark. It is. It is like a weird feeling for sure. And, but I do think that as far as like, if we think about a lot of people and kind of how a lot of people have put their lives on hold. Like you moved and you got a new job. Like true, you so did true. not stop living. Just yeah, same with of, you. I was inspired by you too. I will say. See, but this is like good. We we this got stuff done and we did things and we actually have lived life and you know. You're right. I just try to live my life with like as little regret as possible. Take, for example, some of these podcasts where I divulge maybe a little bit more <laughs> than Oh, thank I, God. Uh, thank God one of us does it. I'll try to be more like open today. I'm going to ask you to be more open just because of our topic. And I'm going to be giving yeah. you a relationship styles quiz. Okay. So I'm going to need you to be a little open and okay. honest. But you know, I think like honestly between me and you and even if people listening or other people haven't really felt like they've done anything tangible like even just getting through this year and just trying to maintain a relatively happy level of mental health and just trying to be yourself and just like staying connected with friends and family through all of this and supporting people that's doing something you know you don't have to have accomplished a great life goal and I think this is going to affect a lot of people from small children to we've done great and I think you shouldn't worry about 25 yeah you know especially my boyfriend's (laughs) so much older and he's like he's like oh are you so excited (laughs) yeah how old are you turning 21 (laughs) I'm like shut up doesn't he think we're like young I mean we are young relative to him I know. Yeah. It's – maybe I have a different perspective. I don't know. My sisters and, like,
0: her, their friends always make fun of me for being, like, old AF.
1: Well, if you had a boyfriend who was much older than you, you would feel – a lot younger. True. It's all relative, you know what I mean? All like, relative, that's so also, true. Also, if you were the youngest sister and your older sister was 35, then you would feel yeah. really young. It's also weird to think about,
0: like, if anybody, Kylie and I, obviously, we went through a lot of changes. Something else that's weird for me, just all these landmarks. So, for example, quarantine started the day after St. Patrick's Day last year, which is the day of D-Day with the accountant. Oh, my God. I just, like, can't believe how, like, far I've come since then. Yeah. I'm in such a different place. And, like, some of the ways I acted, I look back and I'm like, what the fuck was wrong with me? But, like, I was just way too... I think it was a good life lesson for me. Like, it's like a stupid saying, but it's just like, well, A, you should never, like, change things about yourself to please somebody. And B, if somebody wants to be with you, you'll know. Totally. I think something else that is just weird to me about all of that was like, I just, it was so funny because during that time of my life, I definitely quote wasted time, but I also learned a lot of lessons during that time, but I did let a lot of time go by. And now looking at that plus quarantine, it's just weird. Like how quickly time goes by, you know what I mean? Cause like when that saga started, I think I was like pretty much 22. Like, it's just
1: weird how much time has gone by. You know what I mean? definitely and but i mean also like you said you've done so much growing and maturing as a person so mm-hmm. yeah time has sure. gone by but you have grown so much and totally. matured so much so it's
0: all it's just like weird to think about it's just weird to think about where i was at last year during this time and same with you i remember you were you got back last year after your birthday from la and i think you had seen the actor at that point. Don't remember the
1: last time I saw him. It might have even been January of last year. Really? Yeah. Wait, he's also, texted- Wait, he texted you
0: happy birthday last year and he remembered your birthday.
1: Yeah. I remember this and yes. I, but you know, who I was seeing was the director. The speaking director. Of which. <gasps> Yes. And that was when he sent you a present. Oh my God. Sorry. Continue. Yeah. He sent me that bottle of champagne to my hotel room on my birthday, which was like so sweet. And guess what? This is actually so funny that you bring this up what? because I like unfollowed him on Instagram a long time ago and I refollowed him and I found like he posted something with some girl and he has a girlfriend now. Of course, of course he does. Of course he's just like, I just need know. to be alone. I can't yeah. date anyone. Blah blah blah. blah. And I've literally told the hockey player, I'm literally like, oh my God. I went out to Los Angeles to visit this man after like dating him for two months. I mean, yeah, granted, it was time. like long distance FaceTime, all this stuff. And after like two days, he was like, uh, you know, I really just, I just need time. I just like, I can't be in a relationship right now. Like I can't do this. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I literally said this to the hockey player and he's like, that man is crazy that he would meet you in person. And then all of a sudden just be Aww. like, I can't do this, blah, blah, blah. 100%. Like, well, you know, but then I wouldn't have met True. him. So True. It's, everything happens. It all worked out. But that was going on last year. You remember that? Oh my God. <laughs> I think
0: that when people say they're not ready for a relationship, of course, sometimes it's legit. But in certain cases, Like when you said he told you he wasn't ready for a relationship, the director.
1: Yeah. Yeah, And now he has a girlfriend. With you. I'm not ready. With With you you is the with you is silent. Yes. With you is silent.
0: Yeah. If somebody just wants to cut you off and they're like, sorry,
1: I have stuff to work on. We can no longer speak, talk. I'm not interested. No. I mean, yeah, he was definitely just lying to me to break up with me. It was just so stupid. I kept asking him. I'm like, please just tell me that you don't want to see me anymore. I literally begged him to just tell me that because then it would be easier for me to move on. Right. But he's like, oh, it's not you. Like, blah, blah, yeah. blah. it was just such fucking bullshit. And it honestly, I actually don't have like a lot of animosity towards people like nah. a lot of exes. I don't have animosity like towards the actor at all, even though we haven't seen like seen each other. Oh, we love the I personally love the actor. <laughs> I don't have a- animosity animosity towards my last ex. But I I weirdly whenever I think about the director, it makes me fucking angry cuz he just was like just such a little like slimy. He was lying to you. Ugh. I know. It was just it's just so lame. He was just so lame and I'm like so lame. So and I think lame. we talked
0: about this during that time period. It was like whether or not his intentions were bad, the result was still bad and like he still
1: was really hurtful and like he just kind of was like annoying. Ugh. I know he was just so freaking lame and it's just crazy to think about. Remember Jen, when you said, Oh my God, he could be the one. Yeah. Guys. Anytime I say anyone's good, like never listen to me. We're here now. We're in much better places. No directors, no accountants. We're just chilling.
0: No. And like you said, like good things can come out of things like that. I made some friends from my issues. You even did too.
1: Yeah. I made friends with them and I didn't even have to date the guy. I started taking collagen supplements. Oh, and I've been wearing sunblock every single day on my okay. face, neck, and chest. latage chest area. Oh my God. I need to do the chest, but I've been doing the face and the neck as well. Yeah. Well, if you're wearing a shirt like what you're wearing right now, which is a crew neck sweatshirt, for those of you listening, yeah. you don't like need to. But I also you-
0: pretty much anytime I go in the sun, I have this hat on because the sun is really, I don't, I'm really sensitive.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, look, that's great.
0: Doing this preventative Botox,
1: doing, yeah. doing sunblock. Um, we are going to look like the most young, snatched 30-somethings by the time we get to that age. Same.
0: I mean, yeah, you're right.
1: Do you have any other updates or?
0: Um, I think I'm ready to dive in, Kylie. What kinds of questions do you have to? Wait, wait, wait. I have one update. Please it's tell a, them. It's a question for yeah. you. Oh. Well. Did you get any... For anybody who listens to our podcast, which like some people who know you, did anybody give you any feedback and slash or like commentary and slash or hate or questions from our last episode? People can be judgmental of other people's situations. So that's why I'm wondering.
1: Oh, um, you know, no, I didn't get any hate or anything per se. Um, I didn't get any. No, I didn't. I haven't heard anything from anyone. Um, that's good. Did you hear anything? No,
0: I was no. just wondering.
1: No, I no, I didn't hear anything. They, they, although, <laughs> no, we do have a, not like a hate listener.
0: Oh yeah, 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 wait.
1: <laughs> no, she's a fan, Kylie. She's a loyal fan. Yeah, so it's one of the girls that's a hockey player. I said he dated her when he's when I said that to him, he's like dated is a very loose term. He went on some dates, hung out with this girl a few times and she really was obsessed with him and really liked him, but he was not feeling the same way. So he broke it off with her. This was before we ever met. So this was, I don't know, over nine months ago, over eight months ago, whatever. Really? What <laughs> anyway, anyway, she was talking to him, I don't know, within the past month or two, I'd asked him to hang out. And he said, you know, thank you, but no, thank you. And this is nothing to do with I mean, yeah, he's seeing me and like, I'm sure maybe that's some, some small part of it, but it more has to do with, he just doesn't really like her like that. Totally. So <laughs> he told her like, you know, thanks, but no thanks. And she's like, oh, is that because you're seeing Kylie? You guys, how did she know? How, how did she know? How did she know? How did she know? This is the great mystery. <laughs> <laughs> Jennifer and I are stumped. We pride ourselves on being Instagram, and on social media, except Slu- for me and my fucking fake thing that's not fake, but anyways. <laughs> um, but we pride no, but we pride ourselves on kind of like, oh, I could see how she would figure that out. Right. My working theory is maybe she saw on Clubhouse because like we follow each other on Clubhouse. I don't really know. I'm not really sure how she could have figured it out. Um the hockey player is like, well, she's really smart. So, you know, I don't know, but long story short, she also told him she didn't like our podcast. So thanks yeah, for I listening. I hate listen, still listen. Oh, oh,
0: for sure.
1: It's also just like,
0: okay. So first of all, he rejected her. And then she's reaching out months later, questioning him about who he's seeing. And by the way, I did listen to her podcast and I don't like, that's weird.
1: Wait, she has a podcast? No, 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 no! I meant like that's what she's saying. Oh, him. I was like, uh, okay. Also, she he also told told me that she had shit talked his other ex girlfriend and was just saying stuff about her. He didn't tell me what she said about her, but you guys, this is literally we have talked about this. We've talked about multiple it times. You do not shit talk the girl ex girlfriends. Especially the States. It shows that you're insecure. It shows it does not it shows that you're not classy. And quite frankly, men find it unattractive. For sure. Um, completely agreed. And he literally said to her, he was like, This is really embarrassing that you're saying this it's stuff. It's so embarrassing. It is embarrassing. But Tyler,
0: I said something so mean one time. I feel like I have to get it off my chest.
1: Okay. This is I,
0: <laughs> I said this is an example of me shit talking. <laughs> I said that I was insulted to be
1: in the same category. <laughs> that is, you know what? Hey, you're acknowledging that it's mean. Did you say this to his face? Oh yeah. Mm, that's it's not going to make you
0: look good. It's, um. well, you know, he knows me well. Um, it's my long-term ex. That's who I said it to.
1: I mean, like, quite frankly, at least you acknowledge that it wasn't very nice to say. <laughs> it wasn't nice. Maybe I'll edit that out. But I was just saying it because I was being a bitch. At least you're acknowledging it just like, yeah. I mean, and like, I'm not saying I'm perfect either. I'm not saying that there aren't times where I'm just like, really? But I don't say this to people. I'm definitely not going to, (laughs) I try my best not to think it and I'm definitely not going to say it to anyone that I'm dating, especially not about literally their ex-fiance. Talk Or the girl they're currently seeing. You're going to talk smack about these people no oh, well, fuck that's crazy I for literally sure. even when I'm in private just talking to Kristen I don't even smack talk his ex-fiance I just don't want to like think like that I don't want to totally. like I don't want to get into that you know he doesn't want to get back together with her she's not a threat like for sure we're not I'm not trying to make it an issue and I'm not trying to like make it an issue in my private life in my head e- even not just to his face so oh, we're all about growth Thank you for listening to all of our loyal fans. <laughs> yeah, thank you for listening fans. Okay. So with that, are you ready to take a quiz? So I'm going to give this quiz. And so everyone at home can take this quiz with us. This quiz is from <laughs> how to not die alone by Logan Yuri, The surprising science that will help you find love. I know we like kind of teased this book and told you we were going to talk about it. We're going to yeah. get into this. So just to give you guys a little bit of context, Logan Yuri is an internationally recognized expert on modern love. She's the director of relationship science at Hinge and she studied psychology at Harvard, ran Google's behavioral science team and created a popular interview series, Talks at Google, Modern Romance. And she was a 2018 TED resident. So the book opens on this quiz and this quiz identifies three primary dating tendencies. So if you guys want to take this quiz along at home, along with Jen, I'm giving this quiz to Jen. These are the instructions. Okay. So number your paper one through 18. Okay. I'll tell you when I'm done. Okay. And with each of these numbers, so with each question, you're going to write down the number one, two, or three. One is unlike you. Two is somewhat like you. And three is very like you. So one is unlike Unlike me. Two is somewhat like you. And three is that's so me. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. Question one. I don't want to go on a date with someone if I don't feel the spark when we meet. (laughs) I don't want to go. Oh, wait. I don't want to go on a second date with someone if I don't feel the spark when we meet. Number two. When I'm on a date, I might ask myself, is this person up to my standards? Okay. I'll be ready to date when I improve myself. For example, lose weight or feel more financially stable. Um, I'm perfect. So. Okay. So I'm not like you. (laughs) Number four. I'd prefer if my partner and I had a romantic how we met story. Okay. Fuck Uh, Kylie. I know what they're going to say about me. Well, do you know? Cause you don't even know the types. So how do you literally know? Okay. Keep going. Five. I usually read reviews before I make a significant purchase. Ooh, I don't know. you Somewhat. Number six. I don't have time to date right now. Okay. Seven. I believe there's someone out there who's perfect for me. I just haven't met them yet. Okay. Eight. When making a decision, I tend to go back and forth weighing all possible options. Like romantically or in general, you think? I think it's just in general. So like indecisiveness, fuck,
0: I can't decide. So I'm going to do somewhat for that one.
1: Okay. The question literally is I go back and forth weighing all possible options. I can't decide. Guess I'm going to go with something. Yeah, you're right. Okay, okay. You're so funny. Question nine. My friends tell me I need to put myself out there more.
0: (laughs) What did Kylie say recently? She said if my body count
1: ever gets higher, she'll throw a party five <laughs> I don't know but we haven't even hit that oh that's what I'm saying like okay, if you okay. hit the five I would throw you a party <laughs> oh,
0: number God. ten I'll keep that in that's gonna be my like little bit of being open okay
1: I'm so proud of you look at this growth I know okay number ten number <laughs> ten I find apps unromantic because I want to meet my person mm-hmm. in a more natural way okay number eleven I pride myself on never settling. (laughs) Okay. Number 12. I rarely go on dates. (laughs) Number 13. I don't believe the spark can grow over time. Either you feel it in the beginning or you don't. (sighs) Okay. 14. I'll know I met the right person because I'll feel completely sure about them. 15. If I want to attract the best possible person, first, I need to become the best possible person. I would agree. <laughs> Don't say your answer out loud. Don't sway the people that are taking it <laughs> along with us. Number 16. Love is a gut feeling. You know it when you feel it. Okay. 17. My friends think I'm too picky. <laughs> <laughs> they think I'm picky, but have the worst taste on planet Earth. <laughs> okay, last question. Are you ready? Yeah. 18. I'm focusing on my career now and I'll think about dating later. All right. Okay. Uh, so go ahead and add up questions one, four, seven, ten, 10, and 13, 16. 1, 4, 7, 10, 4, 13, 16. All right. Hold on. Ooh, this is exciting, Kylie. I know it's fun. I like it. <laughs> all right. Okay. Add up questions two, five, eight, eleven. 11, 14,
0: 17, 5, 8, 11, 14, 17. I'm so excited. Me too. Okay.
1: Okay. And then add up the remaining. So it's 3, 6, 9, 12, 15, and 18. All right. One
0: second. Kylie, you know how we can tell who's the engineer and who's not? Or at least that I'm not the engineer. (laughs) Are you bad at arithmetic? Counting the numbers. You know how three has like three points? One, two, three. Yeah. Two, one, two, one. Like that's how I'm adding this right now. You're so funny. Okay, wait,
1: are you finished adding?
0: Yup, I know what they're going to say about me.
1: How do you know? You don't even know what the types are. How can you know what
0: they're going to say about you? I know they're going to be like too picky, too like romanticized. You like have walls up, all that crap.
1: Okay, so what were your scores for the first category, the second category, and the third category? All right,
0: first category is 17. Uh Uh-huh. Second category is 15.
1: Uh Uh-huh.
0: Third category is 13.
1: You actually have pretty high scores across the board. So you're probably going to want to go with the first one, but I'm going to read all three descriptions. And it's kind of close enough that between your first two, you could probably identify with either. But it sounds like with a two-point differential, it should be pretty set that your first one is your dating type. Oh, okay, okay, cool. Okay, so the first one is called the romanticizer. You want the soulmate, the happily ever after, the whole fairy tale. You love, love, your motto. It'll happen when it's meant to happen. The second type is the maximizer. You love doing research, exploring all your options, turning over every stone until you're confident you found the right one. You make decisions carefully. You want to be 100% certain about something before you make your choice your motto, why settle? Then the third type is you don't think you're ready for dating because you're not the person you want to be yet. You hold yourself to a high standard. You want to feel completely ready before you start a project. And the same goes for dating your motto. I'll wait until I'm the cat. So the romanticizers primary issue is they have an unrealistic expectation of relationships. The maximizer has unrealistic expectations of their partner and the hesitator has unrealistic expectations from themselves. So do you think you identify? Wait, can I just say something quickly? In terms of the attachment styles, I kind of like this only because they all have
0: negatives or they all have like issues rather than just like the attachments. Like, of course we can all work toward being a secure person and whatnot, but like, I'm glad that all of these
1: styles have some issues. I agree. And I think that I mean, no one, even if you're a secure attachment style, that doesn't mean that you're perfect and that you have no issues. Yeah. Like in your, and how you date in your relationships. So, so do you feel like you identify primarily as the romanticizer? 100%. And this is in no way, like, cause Kylie, like I'm fully supportive. Like most 40%
0: of people who are married nowadays meet online. Okay. Yeah. I have a big problem with like meeting my person online and I don't know why. Like, I don't know why I've talked about this before to people. I'm like, I don't have a problem with anybody else doing it. I think it's cute. I think it's great. I think it's cool for me. It's not, it's just like not something I'm super interested in, which is why I never, even when I was like super single, like not talking to anybody, like I still wasn't really active on apps as you know. Yeah. You've never been active on apps. Never been active on apps. And there's just something where I feel like I'm so good at talking to people in person. And I have had good luck with like being able to like see someone in person and see how they interact. Like there's something about like seeing somebody interact before my eyes. And here's the crazy thing. Not only do I want to meet them in person, I want to like know them before I like develop some type of romantic relationship with them because I like to kind of know someone's vibe and like I literally like to kind of know the person before I like even want to go on a date with them. Why is that crazy? It's not crazy. It's just not super realistic. It's like dating means like you meet up with people, you like some of them, you don't like some of them. And that's perfectly fine. I straight up don't want to go on a date with somebody
1: unless I know I like you, which is not realistic. I think, right. Like, but how are you going to know if you like someone unless you try to meet them or, you know, talk to them or give them a chance?
0: Yeah, a hundred percent. That's completely true. And I don't know. I don't know. There's only one person I can think of where I met him in the bar. This is a New York um, City guy. When I was out in New York City, I told you about him, my New York boyfriend. Mm -hmm. I met him in the bar. But even so, when I look back on it, so I met him at the bar, but we talked at the bar for six hours. And so then I'm like, okay, I like him. And then we went our separate ways. And then he asked me on a date. And like, at that point... He kind of almost just like wanted to meet up. And I was like, no, because it was like one in the morning. And then he took me on like a romantic date around the city and found like a 5
1: a.m. bar. And we went to the 5 a.m. bar and like held hands. It was still, fuck- it was romanticized, Kylie. They have a chapter dedicated to each dating type tendency. Mm-hmm. So uh, the romanticized is the first one and it's your type. So we might as well just jump into that one. Yeah. Um, but specifically- They they talk about a few things, and I think we'll I'll get to that, but let me just like work through the chapter in chronological order. The first thing that she mentions, Logan Yuri mentions, is that there are two kind of mindsets that psychologist Renee found people have. This is a soulmate mindset or the belief that a relationship satisfaction comes from finding the right person or a work it out mindset. The belief that relationship success derives from putting in effort. Basically the primary difference between like a soulmate mindset versus a work it out mindset. And I don't think that you particularly have this issue because you have been in a long-term relationship where you know, a lot of the new and exciting things have worn off. And so you you got to have, you had to have worked through things together. The primary thing that they keep telling people in this chapter is that, like, don't expect anyone to be perfect. Yeah. Like, don't expect Prince Charming that has zero flaws because you're not a princess with zero flaws. You know what What I mean? Everybody's a human.
0: So... I will say as I've gotten older, I've definitely like adapted that mindset more just because like when I look at my own flaws, obviously they very much so exist. And it's like, if somebody gave up on me because of that, rather than like trying to like voice any concerns to me and then like working through them, like that's just upsetting, I guess. And so, I don't know, I will say as I've gotten older, I have started to believe more so that like a healthy relationship and like love is more so a choice than a feeling. I definitely think
1: there are feelings that need to be there. And I think you learn that kind of the hard way by working through a relationship and seeing your friends work through things too. For sure. Let me, let me read this example that they have, because I think this uh, might be your, one of your things as far as meeting people in person. So the romanticizer really believes in the romantic comedy meet cute. Oh. The soulmate belief rom-coms perpetuate. Don't worry, love will find you. It'll probably happen in a really great, neat, cute way you'll want to tell your friends about. Yeah. Rom-coms are Disney fairy tales for people old enough to buy their own movie tickets and who find bumbling Englishmen attractive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We all know rom-coms are not real life, yet they're surreptitiously bored our way into our collective subconscious, especially when it comes to the meet-cute. In a romantic comedy, the meet-cute is the hero and heroine's first encounter and often happens as the two characters are just going about their day, visiting farmer's markets, for example. Yeah. And you think this could happen to you too. You'll reach out to the perfect looking tomato and at the same moment, a handsome stranger next to you will go for it and bam, your eyes meet. In terms of my meet-cutes, this is very important to me. (laughs) (laughs) The romantic comedy promotes the idea that love finds you and not the other way around. That love at first sight is real. That all you have to do is live your life and one day your future husband or wife will magically appear. While I acknowledge that people do meet in real life at all the time at parties, events, and even protests, the problem with this idea is it gives people permission to be overly passive in their love. So this mindset shift From the romantic soulmate mindset to the work it out mindset. Yeah. Love takes work from finding it to keeping it alive. Waiting around at farmer's market won't cut it. You need to put in effort to find someone. The magic of a relationship doesn't depend on a serendipitous or cinematic meeting. The magic lies in the fact that two strangers come together and create a life. It's not important where or how they met.
0: Kylie, can I say something fucked up?
1: Yeah. I'm
0: like- fueling this fire my whole thing is
1: like I don't want someone to feel like a stranger <laughs> I think that I mean like look that's fair and you actually are we talked about this like you're a very active person where you go out and you do things and like
0: okay, in terms of like my habit for these meat cute so my first boyfriend ever we dated when I was in eighth grade but I had liked him since fifth grade and then finally in eighth grade he liked me back And like everyone thought it was really cute because like it was known that I liked him forever and it took him four years to like me back until essentially I got less ugly was really what happened. And then my first boyfriend in high school, okay, I'm not gonna lie, like it wasn't that cute. I essentially said I would date any single human on the hockey team because my best friend was dating a hockey player and I was like always going to the games with her anyways. And so I was like, you know, just give me one of them. (laughs) But it was still a cute because- The one I ended up dating, I had become really good friends with him because we took the bus home together. And so I would sit next to him on the bus every day. And so that's kind of cute. Then my next boyfriend in high school, guess how I met him? At the country club, I saw him from afar and I said, that guy's so hot, literally so hot. I was staring at him. I was like 16. I was like staring at him at the country club. And I was like telling my friend, I was like, that guy is so hot. And two minutes later, he came up and introduced himself to me and asked me to get ice cream with him. Okay. So there's that boyfriend. (laughs) Then we have um, my long-term boyfriend, our first date. Do you know what day it was, Kylie? Valentine's Day. The last day of high school. Oh Yes. I did know that. Yeah. That's
1: kind of dramatic. Yeah. Okay. So like, let's, but think about like even the stuff with like the director, when you talk about how he bought me that bottle of champagne in my room, like, okay, we met on a dating app, but also even you can do it totally yeah
0: so totally i'm just saying like what like my track record is because this adds up for sure well your track record also all of that predates dating apps well then let's look at accountant man this wasn't my boyfriend let's let's clarify and i don't want to like talk about this too much but what happened is i was like crying over my ex one day and i was like going to get back together with him, whatever. And my sister sent him my phone number via Instagram. My sister did this. And my sister is the one that like found him and said he essentially looked like my ex-boyfriend. And I I never wanted to talk to him really. Again, like I just like, like online isn't really my thing. But what happened is we ran into each other at the bar a few months after and he remembered that and then started talking to me. And so I was like, holy shit. Like the bar run-in is when I was like, okay, clearly this is like straight up what I was thinking. Like God wants me to talk to this person. Like why were we at the bar at the same time? And like, how would he have remembered me? Like I didn't do anything. Like I've never spoken to you since. You know what I mean? Totally. So yeah. And then like, like I said, like New York boyfriend, we have a few other, like, just like not actual boyfriends, but like, you know, fake boyfriends. It's like, They all, not one human has been from a dating app. Not one.
1: (laughs) Because you aren't open to it. So clearly it would never happen because you're not doing it. Yeah. Not to, not to be a bitch, but like, look how a lot of those relationships turned out. Like one of your high school boyfriends cheated on you. We're not even going to touch all of that accountant stuff. And right. For sure. No. And like, I
0: am one of the few people I know that's like, not like, has not only like, not, but like never been active on dating apps like ever. Even, oh my God, the one, the NFL player guy, he approached me at the ice skating rink and I was like, oh my God, so cute. He came up to me at the ice
1: skating rink. Why is the way I meet somebody more important than like the actual human? Huh? A lot of these things that you're defining, like even your first date with your long-term ex and how it was like the last day of high school. Like obviously that wasn't your meeting. Like you had known each other before then. So like you're kind of defining your meet cute in retrospect. Like, I think about, like, the way that I met um, the hockey player. I think a lot about how we talked for weeks and we just talked about so many fun topics. And I think a lot about how our first date, I came over to his place and I sent all my friends, including you, like, here's his address in case I get murdered. Like, I think all this stuff is kind of funny. And it ended up, like, panning out really well, even though, like, I think those things are cute. Obviously, it's not, like, a meat cute or whatever. I will say this when I saw his profile on, on the dating apps, I literally like, I was so drawn to it. I couldn't, I can't even explain to you the feeling. I I think I remember that. I literally was so excited. remember I told like when he messaged me back or like matched me or something, like I was with you and I was like telling you all about it. I was so excited. I I, like remember it. Literally, I'm obsessed with this person. Like, I don't yeah. even know. It was like this weird draw to them. So like, even that is kind of like romantic and sweet in a way that sure I had and this weird feeling. I will say to
0: you, like every person I've ever liked, like I've been really drawn to and I like hold on to that. So when people are like, oh, sometimes it takes a while. Second date, third date. There's not a chance. That was one of the questions. If I didn't kind of like someone on the first date, There's not a chance I would talk to them again. No chance. Not a chance I would go on a second date. No chance. Because like I am either drawn to you or I'm not. And the chances that I'm drawn to you are about 0.05%. So I'm, see, I'm being open, Kylie. I'm not saying this is good. These are all bad
1: things. I'm just being honest. No, these are good. No, I thank you for being honest. Because I think a lot of people feel the same way too. It's not, clearly it's not just you. The whole no. section in this book about it. So yeah, I'm either drawn to you or I'm not. I
0: either I pretty much know if I want to date you and be you be my boyfriend from like almost the moment I meet you. And like I think in the past that's worked really well,
1: but it's not realistic. <laughs> it's not even not realistic, but it could happen. And like you go out and you're so active and you're so social, like you can do it. Yeah. Like, what if you were on the dating app and you asked someone to go ice skating with you and that was your first date. Like, couldn't that be nice? And if you got to know them and like, what if it, you guys really hit it off? Like you could, st- sure. you could create your sure. meet cute. You. Like you- I could- definitely like like would be open to that. I don't know what the problem is. The problem is not them on the dating apps. It's me. I don't participate. Yeah. And so, I mean, that's sure. the only person that you're hurting is yourself. Like if you, so you've even said yourself that a lot of people today who are getting married, 40% of them- Men on dating apps, Yeah, you're closing yourself off to 40%. Yeah. Almost half the chance that you could meet your future husband. You're shutting that down. I know it's crazy, which is, I mean, that's your choice, but that. So I think that the primary thesis of this chapter, right. Is there's a soulmate mindset and there's a work it out mindset. And you can apply this to many facets of dating, including like they talk about like, your person itself like they're not going to be perfect in them in and of themselves just like you're not perfect and so you if you choose to be with someone then like choose to work it out we talked about the meet cute and how that can be really problematic and then another thing that they talk about which we have talked and talked and talked about on this podcast is the social media presence like perfect couples on social media and how they present themselves, you shouldn't hold yourself to those expectations because even I even feel like this is not from the book, but anecdotally, I feel like the more that a couple is like posting on social media and like trying to look cute actually indicates like more unhappiness or insecurity in their own relationship. 100%. Shout out to maybe we can get her on the podcast.
0: Lyssa vibe, L Y -S S S A vibe on TikTok. Oh, I think is she from New York? No, she's from Columbus, Ohio. She kinda has a New Yorky feel though. She's my friend on TikTok. But she does this series where she does like the truth behind my Instagram pictures. Oh my and god, I, I think I saw TikTok. And she basically talks about how like her pictures of her relationship were so false. And I do agree with this. Like, I do think there's a couple couples I can think of off the top of my head that seem to post a lot about each other. And it's just like, of course, sometimes that's just like what you're living your life with and that's what's going on and whatnot. But at the same time, it's like, are you compensating and do you need validation from others that you guys are cute together or that you are happy or you wanna seem happy? And of course I can't talk about social media validation because I post a lot on social media, but
1: I am very private
0: about relationships.
1: You You are very very private on this podcast on in social media and very private, like
0: people won't know. That's what Meg says. She's like, I genuinely think you're going to get engaged and I'm going to have no clue until you send out wedding invitations.
1: I'm like, I know. Look, that's your prerogative. And like, also that's probably healthier for everyone else. Not that it's you your job to keep everyone else happy or anything, but like not in one else is going to see, I also can think of one couple off the top of my head. Kylie, this is
0: fucked. This is fucked up.
1: I'm going to look it up. Okay. Uh,
0: So I know of this girl who is in a relationship and it looks like they've been dating forever because technically they have. However, they break up nonstop. Like one day they're broken up. One day they're not. One day she's flying out to see him. One day they're not. Like their relationship is so fucked up. And he's so not into it. Kylie, this is how bad it got. This is how fake it can get. One time they were broken up and she didn't want people to know. She blocked him from her story. Got herself flower. This is not a joke. Got herself flowers and posted a picture of the flower saying thank you at her boyfriend or not boyfriend at the time so this girl went so far as to not only get herself flowers which I do all the time no shame I love flowers specifically orchids yeah but you're about saying your you who's uh, not your
1: them saying thank you at my fucking ex boyfriend yeah but people don't know is
0: your ex at the time right yeah that's how psycho it can get and it's crazy because essentially like dude she used to post instagrams of each other while they were broken up and like he's not really active on social media so like what is he gonna say and like she would just say something like thank you for the great trip or like and then like right when they would get back together it'd be like a whole reel of like past two months with you have been a dream like and he cheats on her.
1: (laughs) why does she even want to be with this guy loser what so anyways what i'm trying to say like a professional athlete or something what's his deal Dude, no. He's
0: literally a loser. Like, he has his, quote, own business, but, like, not really. And then he has this, like, one hobby that he does that's, like, not even cute, but she thinks it's cute. Like, he plays, a he plays like, an instrument. Okay. Yeah. So, I just think, like, with stuff like that, and it's crazy because only her, like, close circle would know that. That's, and my, I, that's a whole nother level of fucked up that, like, I... Fucked up. Yeah, fucked up. And then, like, I also know of people who... I just don't trust. And like, they're very open about their relationship. And it's like, I'm happy for you. But at the same time, I also know that you're matching with my friends on Hinge the same week you're posting an Instagram picture together. So I would pipe down.
1: So, okay. So that's another thing too, is that as like, if you, if any of our listeners identify as a romanticizer, actually, if you are in a happy relationship you probably aren't posting that much on social media. And if so, I'm so happy for you. Agreed. Even when you're out to
0: dinner with somebody, it's like, if you're out to dinner with your significant other, like your phone would be away if you're truly engaged in each other. Now, if there's something like crazy going on at the table, like whatever, birthday dinner, blah, 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 whatever. But like If you feel the need to document every single thing you do together,
1: it's kind of like, why? I totally, you know what I've actually thought about is like me and the hockey player, like we've gone out a bunch of times, obviously now, and I've maybe posted like two stories where I've ever tagged him. Yeah. I like think about it and I'm literally like, damn, I like wish we took a picture. Wish we'd like, I wish I posted a story. Like, I wish I did that. But in the moment, I'm literally like, we're having such a good time. I like my phone is away. I'm not even like thinking about it at all. And so that actually, that makes me feel better because it's actually like a indicator that we're really happy and we're doing having a nice time, like living in the present and whatnot. For sure. And I'm not saying every
0: relationship is like this, but I will say there's one I'm thinking of in particular where it's like. I remembered seeing Instagram stories from like the first week of being an official couple. And it's like, I know certain things from behind the scenes. And I'm just like, you know, all of these random people seeing that would be like, oh my God, yay. So cute. Yay, yay, yay. But I'm like, I like know this backstory and it's not cute. Definitely. So anyways, agreed. Comparing yourself on social media is
1: definitely toxic and not great. All right. I'm going to quickly talk about the other two dating styles. Sorry, sorry, I totally... No, this is like, I mean, that was your dating style. So we wanted to talk through that for sure. So maximizers are the people that don't want to settle and they have unrealistic expectations of their partner. Yeah. So Um, key takeaways from the maximizer chapter maximizers obsess over making the right decision they want to explore every possible option before they make a choice even when they decide they're constantly wondering what they're missing out on so what the chapter does is it introduces the opposite of a maximizer which is a satisficer a satisficer is a combination of someone who is hang on It's satisfied and satisfied and suffice. It's a combination of the words satisfied and suffice. Okay. It just means that you still have standards and you have high standards. But if you meet someone who makes you happy and meets like your basic standards or like more than your basic standards you choose to be happy with them and you choose to try this relationship. Um, And you're not just like thinking, Oh, there could be someone else out there. There could be someone better out there because guess what? There is no perfect person. One person. You're not going to find an optimal partner. And this is like a problem that we face really in current dating, which you probably don't face as much because you're not on dating apps. But when (laughs) with the current dating environment, you're always on dating apps. You see all these attractive people yeah. and you're just like, oh my God, there's so many options out there. Like, how do I know that this person is like the right choice? And there is no right choice. Yeah. So One of my guy
0: friends who really wants a relationship, hit me up if you're interested. He's a great catch. He really wants a girlfriend. And he was saying he thinks like the death of relationships and like why he can't get a girlfriend easily. Cause he should, like, he's a great guy, like great catch, whatever. And he's like, I genuinely think it's cause like, majority of my dating now is on dating apps. And it's like, I'm up against guys who are taller than me, or I'm up against guys who maybe are like two years older than me, or like just all of these tiny little things. And it's like, it just sucks. Cause like the amount of choices you have is like infinite. And it's crazy. Cause it is like kind of the opposite of me. It's like, I pretty much have like five people in my head where I'm like, I kind of love them <laughs> and I don't wow. love anyone else. And I never will. So this and is then, the opposite problem. This is the opposite problem where it's like there's a hundred people and it's crazy because if I see those hundred people, I don't like any of them. Not one. Not interested in one. Don't care. I only like my five, four, three, however many there are.
1: Right, and like I, I mean, obviously we've discussed that's why that's an issue, and like you're limiting sure. yourself to certain things. But it's also an issue on the other end, like yeah, again, the satisfying, the being satisfied, and dealing like like choosing to accept like some someone that suffices your needs I mean I mean it's just choosing to be happy with someone and I think look it's not saying settle and if like someone is not up to your, your standards then you should settle but there are certain things like you were saying with your male friend and the book actually talks about it but not in this chapter but talks about how dating apps are very problematic for reasons that he's listing because people are filtering based on certain metrics yeah. that are not correlated to long-term happiness in relationships. For example, height, male height. So women prefer men who are over six feet tall. And the male equivalent is men prefer women whose BMI are under 18. So basically they prefer real 18 is like on the lower end of like healthy. So they prefer really, really thin women. Yeah. And girls prefer really, really tall men. But guess what? Neither of these things are correlated to long-term relationship happiness. And so yeah. what the author actually advises when you're on dating apps is broadening your range. So if you're like, yeah. I only date guys who are over six feet tall, like you should broaden your range, like maybe put it to five, 10, like yeah. just broaden it a, like a little bit. Or you're like, I only want to date guys who are older than me. Maybe just put it like a little bit like one year younger than you, two years younger, like include a broader range and a wider swath of people because there are certain things that just really aren't that important. There are things that maybe are more important like religion or politics. Things like this kind of, those make a little bit more sense and are correlated to like compatibility. But as far as height and then also men is looking at girls and seeing their pictures and maybe, you know, she's not like quite as like, thin or thick or whatever as I would like, you know, maybe give her a chance. Obviously you need to be physically attractive to a certain extent, but oh, people that are satisficers. So people that choose to be happy and not just date every single person are happier than the ones that think they're looking and, and exploring every possible option. That makes sense. Are you familiar with the secretary problem? So this is kind of like how, if you're like, well, how do I know? Like after how many people should I date? And especially a lot of our younger listeners, this is actually probably something that you would be relevant to you. Yeah. the algorithm, so the secretary problem is this problem where like, let's say, Jen, you want a secretary. You want to hire a secretary. Okay. You have like 10 interviews lined up. After you interview each person, you have to choose to hire them or not hire them on the spot. And if you choose to not hire them, you can't go back and hire them. So at what point should you start making a decision? And the algorithm says after about three, let me guess, three. Yeah. So after about 37% of your total population. So that would be after three in out of ten. right? I actually learned this in one of my comm classes, so. So yeah, so you, so you knew, but what, how do you apply that to the dating world? Cause like there's unlimited options, right? Yeah. This is how you apply it to your dating life. You take the amount of time. So like, when is the latest that you would want to meet your life partner? What is the latest age? Me? Yeah, sure. Let's do you. Probably like 28. When did you start dating? <laughs> like 13. Seriously dating? 15. Okay. Twenty-eight minus fifteen is thirteen times thirty-seven percent plus the age. So by the time you were twenty years old, you would have enough data to make a decision about a long-term life partner. Johnny. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um kidding. Anyway, anyway. But yeah. And the, and they also have a part in the chapter where like men, this is obviously like a lot more flexible. Like men can meet their like long-term life partner much older. If you want to have children, if women want to have children, you're going to have to meet your long-term life partner younger. It's unfortunate, true. but it's biology. That's like just my solution is date older men. That's funny. true. But that is, those are key takeaways. And I actually identify as a maximizer. Yeah. I really think that I, yeah. And I, but I do think what I do is the satisficing. Like if I meet someone that I really, uh, that meets basic needs, I'm attracted to them. I, you know, they're interesting. They're intelligent. They so make- the maximizer, sorry, I'm just like, there's a lot of terms. The maximizer is the one that goes through all the options, right? Yeah. They have unrealistic expectations from their partner. Is that what your score was? Yeah, that was my highest score. And then the last chapter is the hesitator. So this is the person who has unrealistic expectations of themselves. So hesitators delay dating because they don't feel a hundred percent ready yet. They want to put their best foot forward, but no one ever feels a hundred percent ready for anything. And that's what you have to know at a certain point. You just got to go for it. Like, yeah. like, do you know any friends um, that are kind of like, oh, like, I don't know if I want to like do that right now. Or like, you know, I'm just like not ready. Like, I don't know. Like, maybe I'll just like go to, s- I still have some more school or I-, I still have this. And, you know, I just don't want to.
0: I can think of one in particular who is like that and I it's so funny because we see each other in like different lights or like we see the same person in a different light like I see her as being like the most perfect like best catch like 10 out of 10 anyone would be so lucky to have you and she more so self like sees herself as like I still have like a couple career things to get done I still have like a few things to do this that this that and I'm like dude like no.
1: Yes. That's the thing is that perfection is a lie. Everyone else is imperfect, even the person you'll eventually end up with. So, you know, you can't hold yourself to these impossible standards and you can't hold other people to these impossible. Yeah. And maybe it's something
0: like, I don't know, that I've learned, but you know how sometimes people are like, oh, like I'll buy that pair of jeans when I lose a few pounds or like, yeah. I just don't believe in that. It's like, you might as well make yourself happy in the present and then like work toward your goal. And you can always buy a second pair of jeans. Like who cares? That's even more satisfying being like, shit, these are too big. I have to buy another one now. Then like, wait for it. It's not like the most productive thing. And like, who knows how long certain things will take people. You know what I mean?
1: And jeans are jeans and you probably own a bunch of pair of jeans. And so it's not the end of the world. But when you- Hold off dating, you don't develop certain dating skills like right. how to be in a relationship, how to date, how to talk to people. And then, you know, all of a sudden you wake up and you're 25 and you like have never been in a relationship and you're just like, how do I talk to people? How do I date? Like, how do I do this? Yeah. Um, so you've actually hurt yourself by not letting yourself practice. Cool. I think practice especially with dating is great Which is I think I used dating
0: apps This is funny I used career fairs in college as practice for interviews I never did one interview in college from a career fair that I cared about Not one And dating apps I don't think
1: I've been on one date that I really cared about I would like use them as practice I mean you have your own set We've we've already talked about that But that. like at least you're putting yourself out there And you're not like that girl who's waiting to lose a few pounds To wear that new pair of jeans Yeah for sure so some tangible steps that the book talks about, if you are a hesitator to overcome your hesitation, is to set like a deadline for yourself. So if you set like a hard date, you're like, oh, I'm going to go on a date this month, right? Yeah. Then you have like, okay, so like, this is March, like the end of March is the 31st, I have this amount of days to like go on a date, right? Right. Also telling other people about it. So if you like tell your friends or you tell like your parents or your siblings or like whoever you're close with, you tell them that you're doing this, then you have people that will hold you accountable, which is really important. You should start with small things, like more tangible things. I mean, this is like anything that you're trying to accomplish. Never just be like, all right, I'm going to have a boyfriend. Like we got to start with small things like going on one date, you know? Yeah. And then when you accomplish those things, that makes you feel better as opposed to like not meeting a big goal. And then you feel discouraged for sure. Also, it says, be compassionate with yourself. So like, just don't be so hard on yourself. If like things don't work out and you make mistakes, like everybody makes mistakes. And the last thing that they say is stop talking to your ex. A lot of times this is what's holding people back from getting back out there. I could totally see that. And I'm not just saying this to you, Jennifer. It literally says stop talking to your ex in all caps. In all caps. So it's not just me trying to be like telling anything to you. This is, uh, we've covered a lot today. And there's so much more in the book that we can talk about if people are interested. I think that maybe if you have questions, we hold off for like next recording. Because we talked a lot. But thanks, Jen, for taking the quiz. and. I hope that someone has learned something about their dating tendencies. I know Jen has. I have. And it makes sense. I understand it. And does it make you feel better that everybody, everybody has their flaws and things to work on? I'm so glad.
0: (laughs) (laughs) For sure. No, this was great. Thank you, Kylie. Thank you for being like the bookkeeper too. Like, I feel like sometimes I don't do my part in reading the books as detailed, but
1: Hey, we're all about it. It's all good. Uh, We'll do book club with Kylie. Well, happy last day of 24 to Kylie. I'm so excited. I'll just chug collagen right now. Gotta love, gotta love being mixed race. There are many, many pros that come with it. You do not have the white Irish skin. You know, I I actually, I'm actually like a. You're a lot Irish. A lot Irish. My dad's mom is full Irish. Okay, okay. 50% Asian.
0: You're probably like instead of the aging at twenty-five, maybe like twenty-nine. I'll take I'll take
1: four extra years. A lot can happen in four years.
0: Um, yay. Okay, well, happy early birthday. Can't wait. Everybody knows the drill. Follow us on Spotify, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, and follow us on TikTok and Instagram. I'm gonna start inviting TikTokers on this podcast.
1: I'm so down. I hope they're so down. I think they'll be down. Yay, okay. We'll talk to you later. Talk to you later. Bye. you only came for weekends. I
0: hope I was wrong. I hope I was wrong. Write down everything I feel like. Well, I don't really.